Welcome to Family Geekery Podcast, episode 11. I'm Danny. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to have a, uh, a shorter episode. We're just going to do an update episode. We didn't have a main topic. So we're all going to talk about our busy weeks. And before that, i got a couple housekeeping items to take care of. First of all, uh, after last week's episode, I had 472 emails come in, all demanding an apology to me for botching up the, uh, the mail call versus mailbag thing. So last episode, when we got our, uh, our first email in from, from Mike, I sang in my ever so awesome Blue's Clues voice, mailbag, 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 which was incorrect. <laughs> and apparently there's a lot of Blue's Clues purists out there that all angrily emailed me and demanded an apology. So yes, I am sorry. The, uh, the Blues Clues show is a show that's very near and dear to our hearts. We watched it when the girls were young, and I absolutely love the show. It's, it's one of those shows that it's just pure, and like it, it just felt good when you watched it, didn't it, girls? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the, the Spice family. Oh, yeah, I forgot well, about baby them. Baby Paprika. And, and then the... Uh, the little update, I don't know if everybody else saw it, but I think you guys saw it. The update from, what was the name of the, the first host guy? The, the I remember one, one of them is Steve. Yeah, I thought Steve. Steve the first one? Yes. He, uh, he had that that update, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, where he sent out yeah. an email saying that he was still thinking about everybody. Mm-hmm. That was that was just so darn cool. Now, it, it, was, it was good to see that that he still cared whether or not it was just putting on a show or not. It seemed like it seemed very genuine, didn't it? It did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So here's my public apology to all <laughs> the Blues Clues purists out there for botching the uh, the song of Mailbag. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Got that out of the way. Um, also, for next week... I've come up with a, a topic for next week, and I'm going to assign, we're going to assign each other homework for, ne- for next week, and the topic is going to be uh, anime. Oh, okay. So so here's, here's our taskings. I'm going to give you two a show to watch, and you have to watch two episodes, because one episode Only you can't two? really, you, well, a minimum of two. <laughs> Because <laughs> two episodes, one one episode, you can't really tell what's happening, you know, you, you, it, because yeah. it, it might have been written as a pilot and it may try to do too much and it might not accomplish too much. So so two episodes gives you at least a feel of where the show is going to go. And then each of you are going to give me a show that I have to watch two episodes of. And then next week we'll come back with our homework assignment completed and we will discuss the shows that we watched. So are you ready to assign me a show that I need to watch two episodes of. Who wants to go first? Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. So Seven Deadly Sins. Hopefully it's a Netflix that's, show. That's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll get that on my watch list and and watch two of those. We can discuss that next week. You think that's a, a good one for me or a good one in the genre that you like? Yes. Okay. That's it's a, it's one of my favorites. It's a must see for me. Yeah. All right. That's good. How about Danielle? What do you got for me? Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. Okay, it's, it's on Netflix. Netflix, perfect. So I will, I will get those watched. So you guys, you're gonna have to watch 
I'm going to have to. Like, it's going <laughs> to be torture for you <laughs> because I guarantee it's quite a few decades older than, than what you're assigning to me. And it is the original Macross saga of Robotech. Oh, I've never heard of that one. So Robotech was a very popular animation back in probably all the way back in the 80s. And they had like three sagas of the, of the main storyline. And uh, and they had three different settings for them, almost like three seasons of of their their journey. So, the the original one has to do with the uh, basically the origin of where the Robotech uh, technology comes from and what they have to do to to save planet Earth and all that good stuff. So, so I'll find that for you. Uh, I've got videotapes and DVDs of it because I don't think that song DVDs. just it might be on like, one of the stream streaming services it's been a long time since I loaded up a DVD we'll have to we'll have to put the uh, put the tapes in the in the uh, videotape <laughs> rewinder <laughs> stick them in the VCR get this the tracking set right so they're not scrolling up the screen up and down the screen yeah so we'll we'll get those uh, set up for you two to watch and then we'll discuss it next week does that sound good sounds yep. good all right, so let's talk about our updates from this week. I had a busy week. We were all kind of going our separate directions a little bit and met up for a couple things in common. And let's see. I'm going to start off by saying that yesterday I found out about a car show that was downtown. And I know a car show isn't necessarily geeky and nerdy and that kind of stuff. But, but in the element of being passionate about something, I don't know if there's there's any other like hobby that gets as passionate as these car enthusiasts. So it was neat. It was all downtown and it was just, we just parked somewhere and, and walked around. They had the roads blocked off so you could walk right through the streets and see all these cars. And there was just some, some awesome cars. It's a little, it's a little hard to see like a 1989 Toyota Supra and think of that as a classic car, because that's something <laughs> that, <laughs> that my friends might've driven to high school. But, uh, but that is it is classic car. It's actually a very sought after car, and those things are going very expensive. I wish uh, I wish I had bought one of those back then and just kept it in a garage for a few decades. Stonks. It ma- it makes you wonder though. It makes you wonder about like a like if I bought a 2017 Hyundai Elantra right now and stuck <laughs> it in a garage. Is a 2017 years Hyundai years. Elantra going to be like a, a showstopper at a car <laughs> show? 30 years from now. I, I mean, the I more years it. that go by, the more impressive all those old cars get. And the, you know, like the one you showed us the picture of or 1907 or whatever. Yeah. 1907. More those get. Half of the body was made out of wood. Wow. The wheels were like completely some weird substance that would not be legal to drive on any road right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but these guys, they, they drive them out and they set them up. And they've got their pictures of all the awards that they've won and stuff. It's just wow. it's just really cool to see. And like I said, in, in their own realm, this is this is a thing that they're passionate about, just like we're passionate about our hobbies. So that was that was a fun time. Let's uh, let's go over to Danny and, and find out what she's been doing the last uh, last week. For me, the last week I saw two movies in the movie theater. The first movie I saw was Morbius, which came out a little while ago. And my friends and I, we we mostly saw it 
because for fun rather than wanting to see a good movie because we (laughs) heard that it wasn't really the best that Marvel has put out in a while. So we were the only ones in the theater and so it was kind of a fun experience. But the actual movie, I thought it started out pretty pretty decent and I think the character is cool. Morbius vampire makes himself into a vampire to save his life um, and it kind of goes wrong. But in my opinion, as the story went on, there wasn't really a plot anymore. And that was, it just was kind of hard to follow. And that was, that was just my opinion on it. That, that can happen with a lot of movies where maybe, maybe it has a great storyline that can develop over, you know, 10 years of comics, but it's hard to say what, how do we, how do we get this story told in an hour 47? You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be hard when you told, uh, when you told us that you were going to see that movie with your friends, your, your mother and I looked at each other and said, that's still in the theaters. That's but what it, I was thinking. It turns out it was re-released. So oh. I don't know I don't know the story of why, but I just happened to see like a little news article from I think probably one of the one of the comic book magazines that I follow on on Facebook and it said uh, Morbius was re-released and it has become the first movie to bomb at the office twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess it, it. I don't know why they they took it out of the theater and then re-released it. Maybe they were they were hoping for like a dead week, you know, to to re-release it to where it wasn't competing against something, you know, yeah. bigger. But when did but it, it come out the first time? Uh, a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot of time in between. I think it also went through some cuts, like. Um, I know, like, they, in the trailers, they had some, like, Spider-Man references, and I think they cut all of that from the movie, so that might contribute to why there was a lack of plot. I don't know. That's one that I'm not going to watch until maybe it's on, like, HBO or something. There is, the end credit scene was Spider-Man reference, and then they had a Venom reference in the middle of it. Uh, Hmm. Because I think Morbius and Venom are the same universe. I think... Um, I mean, that's all the Sony, right? So. I don't know. But the second movie I saw was yesterday, and I saw The Bad Guys, um, which is a DreamWorks animated movie. Uh, It's about a couple of animals in a human world who are seen as the bad guys. They rob banks, steal from old ladies, things like that. And they're actually given a, a challenge to try to become good. And that's basically what the movie's about, them trying to be good and make up for all the things they've done wrong. And I, I actually thought it was a really cute movie. It's, of course, aimed towards children, but as a teenager, and I'm sure many adults would also like it because I, I like um, animated movies that are not that uh, adults can also watch and enjoy and it's not just a boring kids movie so I enjoyed that that's good and DreamWorks is usually good about keeping keeping something in there for the parents like didn't didn't they do all the Shrek movies yeah 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 the Shrek movies always adult had some jokes <laughs> some adult jokes yep. in there so yeah I appreciate that 
That's one I never even heard about. Yeah, I saw a preview for it shortly, but I didn't I didn't know it was out already. Yeah, I really like the animation style because nowadays there's a lot of cartoons are a lot of realistic looking 3D animation cartoon like, but this movie had a, a comic book feel. They had some more harsher line work in the animals and and they had some slow-mo scenes with lines and I, I really enjoyed that. That sounds cool. We'll have to track that one down and watch it. All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else on your week? Nope. That's basically it. All right. Let's bump it on over to Amber. Yeah. Well, I watched all of Stranger Things season four, volume one, in one night. Um, right when it came out. <laughs> um, I always do that every time there's a new season of Stranger Things because they put out just enough episodes where you don't feel too horrible about staying up super late. Um, And I won't spoil anything, um, but I will just let you know that I am waiting very, very patiently until July 1st for Volume 2 to come out. And it's interesting um, that there are two volumes to this season when all of the episodes are like twice as long as they've been in every other season. So it's like we're getting two seasons of Stranger Things in one, which is really neat. Um, But the story is just phenomenal this season. Um, It's following Vecna, which I I think is, I don't know much about D&D, but I think that's a a D&D villain. Um, And yeah, it's, it's really good. I will suggest everyone to go watch Stranger Things. If you haven't, what are you doing? Um, but if you haven't gotten around to season four yet, do. <laughs> I've got a theory about why they split up uh, the season into two parts. Oh? You want to hear it? Yeah. You know me and my conspiracy theories. <laughs> so Netflix in in the recent past has been under some scrutiny as far as earnings and they've lost subscriber counts and their stock price has plummeted like big time and they had to prove to their investors that they could normalize this and and make sure everything was all right because otherwise it would continue to plummet down um i'm wondering if this was such an anticipated show that it was like the last thing that some percentage of their subscribers was going to watch before they canceled uh, and at least by doing this, what'd you say, July 1st? Yeah. <laughs> it gets you into another month where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to keep our subscription, you know, not us, but this may be someone's thought process. Oh, we're going to have to keep a subscription going until we can watch the rest of Stranger Things. And then hopefully yeah. by that time, you know, they'll forget to cancel it or something. I mean, the, the first half of the season came out May 27th. So they're getting you in there for three <laughs> months. Over, two more over months. 30 days. Yeah, yeah. Over 30 days. So um, that's, and, and if that's the case, then good on them because how many times have they put something out? You know, Netflix started, started the whole tradition of, Hey, here's the whole season all at once. Boom. Yeah. You know, it, and the only thing that kept everybody subscribing month after month after month is they've, they were doing that. Like they were doing, hundred shows a year of yeah. like that. And and because of their earnings drop, 
they said they were going to have to cancel some upcoming projects, which means they're not going to be putting out as much stuff, which means less people are going to be interested in subscribing, which means they're going to lose <laughs> money, which means they're going to produce less, which means, you know, right. so yeah, that spirals yeah. away. So this, I think, personally, I think this is just a Band-Aid to, uh, to give them another month before they can figure out how they're going to stop this downward spiral. And they've got the next season of Umbrella Academy coming out pretty soon. Um, so that's probably going to help also. And those are like the only two shows really that I watch on Netflix. All of the other ones that I watched before and loved got canceled. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I'm just holding on to Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy. And that's a great show, but it's not... You're not seeing Umbrella Academy versions of Domino's Pizza right now, so right? Yeah, you know, you know what they're. Uh, it's more niche for sure. You know what, what where all their uh, eggs are sitting right now. Yeah. So that's cool. one thing I did this week, um, and I also um, the Commander Legends uh, Battle for for Baldur Gate um, Magic the Gathering uh, pre-release was this past weekend, and so I went to that on Friday. And I had a lot of fun. Um, I liked it a lot because it was commander style. And that's the format that I'm most familiar with and have played the most. Um, and I really liked that. Uh, this pre- pre-release was a draft instead of um, sealed. So instead of just sticking to whatever cards you open, you open and pass the pack around, pay- take a couple, pass it down. Um, and so you can draft your deck, um, which is really nice, nice. And, um, it was fun. Um, I went to a card shop that I hadn't been to before here and had a lot more fun than I did at the other card shop local (laughs) that I've been to. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think I want to go to this card shop more. Because um, it seems like a, a nicer community than the other place. And talking to a couple people there, they also agree that <laughs> this card shop is better than the other one. Um, but yeah, while preparing for the draft, um, I actually helped Dad do a mock draft um, on a website called Draft Sim, where you can um, draft a deck um, and then build your deck and it's it's a really cool um, tool to use to study the cards and made me feel really prepared um, going into the event yeah so I wanted to to get a taste of, of what it was going to be like because I actually went to the, the draft with her at the card shop and uh, so going through the draft sim it was it was neat reading through the cards unless you are really aware of all the rules and we're talking like 30 years of rules yeah <laughs> I, I know i know it's it, it just takes a little bit of practice but reading through all the cards it has all these little lingos and and phrases and rules and and it was a little overwhelming um and then we took that the website after you draft the cards you can actually export those as a, a file that you can bring into another program and actually play so i played up against amber yeah and uh and that was that was fun again, a little overwhelming because you don't really know what you're doing. But we were just playing for fun, anyways. Yeah, and that least... that software is uh, Cockatrice, which is just a download and open it up, and it's got all of the cards in there in their database. 
So yeah, it's it, awesome tools for you know preparing for something like this, and then going to the actual event. Um, I just I just stayed there as a observer and watched. There was what eleven. I think eleven people ended 11 up people playing, there, yeah, doing the draft and uh, the first the first little sequence was drafting the cards and getting your your deck spelt and then mm-hmm. um, and then actually playing against other people. Three so they four had player people, games of Commander, yeah, which playing against each other, which is yeah, which was a, a neat, long time, a neat format, and uh, and it was neat to see some of the people there that weren't like thirty year experts. Like uh, the the one couple that was there mm-hmm. because they had an interest in D and D, and I guess at some point I don't know how long ago, but Wizards of the Coast bought TSR. Wizards of the Coast being the the magic, you know, yeah, company, and then TSR being the D and D company. So at some point they bought that company, perhaps uh, to invest in their IP, <laughs> and using their IP in these cards, it was neat because it actually there was at least at least several of the people that were there were there because they liked D&D first and they got into magic because of that. In fact, one of the guys had a tattoo on his arm that was a, a D&D reference for sure. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I think why uh, magic stuck with me. Even though I haven't played too much D&D, it's still like, I love all that fantasy stuff. So, yeah, um, and by the time they purchased TSR, TSR not only had... Um, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons game, which everybody's heard of, but that game has several, you know, probably hundred game modules, which are all basically stories. So you got all that lore. Plus they had several uh, successful book series. They had the Dragonlance series and they had the Forgotten Realms series of, of uh, books. So you got all that lore, a couple movies thrown in there, which didn't, they weren't blockbust hits or anything. Um, so I'm sure part of um, part of their acquisition of that was just to get a lot of that a lot of that lore in there, and it it works out great for for the game yeah. itself. And going back to what you said about there being a lot of complicated um, text, um, yeah, it is pretty overwhelming. Um, you know, jumping in, um, I, and I think each set does a good job of just taking a couple existing elements and adding one or two main focal elements for the set. Um, And I think that, I think they do a good job of that. But it was interesting to me to see people who have played for a while, um, you know, not studying the cards as, as much as I did because, you know, I have anxiety and don't want to go into a place where I don't know anything. So, (laughs) um, you know, seeing some of those people who I guess are more confident um, just at magic and, you know, I, while drafting, I knew exactly what card I wanted to pick immediately. And everyone's sitting there reading 20 cards. And I'm like, okay, I understand, but can we speed it up a little bit? <laughs> right. That took a while. But um, everywhere was yeah. super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think an event like that can either be a good experience or a bad experience based on the, the people attending. Yeah. And, and there wasn't any bullies. there. I mean, and... In this genre, in, in the geek genre, it's very easy to become a know-it-all. It's very easy yeah. to become, um, especially in a competition setting. You know, there it wasn't. It wasn't like there was hundreds of dollars on the line. You know, right? <laughs> the, the prizes, you know, weren't enough to to cut anybody's throat over. But um, in a competition setting, and 
that that caters to a population of smart people who know they're smart and like to tell other people they're smart. <laughs> it was refreshing to see that everybody, even in the middle of games, were willing to help each other out and say, "Oh no, you you can't do that, but but you can do this." And yeah, that was that was good. Instead of instead it was of a it nice being, cooperative um, part, and I I do like the four player format of commander a lot better than um you know usual drafts and pre-releases being you know 1v1s um i just find that it's it's a lot easier in those smaller decks to um either get demolished really easily or demolish really easily um but in a in a commander setting where there's so much interaction between so many people um it's a lot easier to make a comeback or to make deals with people and to you know focus one person um it just sucks when that one person that they're focusing is you but you know that's the fun of it um it's just i i tend to like uh commander a lot more and i've got a huge respect for the people making the games and making the cards and making the updates because it's got to be very hard to keep that game balanced yeah because you think about it uh, maybe a a moba game that's got a hundred characters or something and they introduce a new character and that the introduction of that new character can can skew the the whole game so they have to do all this right. work to, to balance things out now now that's just that's just in a setting of maybe four people or eight people playing a moba together where where something can can go horribly unbalanced now think about someone having a 60 card deck where you've got hundreds of thousands probably or tens of thousands of cards to choose from to build that deck, you know, over yeah. the last 30 years. And just the the permutations of all those cards working together, how do you keep that balanced where someone doesn't figure out, okay, these 60 cards are just going to win every single time? You well, know? you see the way they make that balance is making those 60 cards worth $1,000. Right, yeah. Um, but I know that in their, um, MTG arena, um, the online game, I think they do end up, you know, changing some cards here and there, um, to balance them. But of course you can't do that with cards that were printed in 98, you know, like you can't do that with cards that were so old. Um, but I don't know. It is really hard to to balance a game, especially if it's been a- around since, you know, back then. And, and what helps it out, I think, and again, I don't know a whole lot about the, this game itself, but from what I watched, there's what balances it a little bit more is the counters that can happen. Um, because at some point, one of the games I was watching, it looked like, okay, yeah, this guy's just going to steamroll the other three people easily. And then all of a sudden someone says, nope, I'm going to do this. And it just completely turned the game oh, around, yeah. you know, yeah. some, some card that they had counteracted with the, you know, the, the makeup of the, the army that the other guy was building up. And then it turned the tables for, for several rounds and enough that he couldn't, uh, couldn't recover all the way. So that's, that's kind of neat to watch. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I love commander so much. Um, and that's why I was really excited about this pre-release specifically, um, because it had those D and D elements and also because, um, it was, you know, based around having commander and I was like, Hey, 
I know that. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. So anything else uh, exciting in the week? No, that that's it. All right. I'm going to finish it off here and then and we'll be done. Other than uh, other than going and and watching some card playing with Amber and uh, looking at some card shows, I did fire up uh, World of Warcraft yesterday for the first time in several years. I heard that there was a new player campaign that was introduced to to get new players ready. So um, I started playing the game when it launched. I think it was at 2004 or something. And I played for several years, and then I got out of it for, for many years. And I picked it up a couple times over the years, just logged back in, especially after they started the you can play any character up to level 20 without paying a subscription so that was kind of a that's how they like give you the first couple cigarettes for free and and hopes (laughs) that they uh they get you hooked on the nicotine so every now and then i'd launch it up and i'd start a character and i'd play up to level 20 and i i knew pretty much all the starting areas and and what you could do in between level one and 20 but it was fun just to play every now and then but i heard about this new player experience and I thought, okay, so it's they're basically just putting some overlay to the fact that you can play the first 20 levels for free. Um, and I, was, I was expecting it just to be one of the many different areas that you could start in, but I was completely wrong. It's all new. It's all new content to me and areas that I'd never seen before. And it's a complete storyline. Um, basically, you're like on a, on a ship and you're heading off into the sea to find some other ship that got lost at sea. So you're trying to rescue them. And the captain's son is on the other ship. So the captain is is getting all of her people ready. And the storm hits your ship that you're on. And in the process of this, you're learning how to spar with, with training dummies. And you're learning how to equip your equipment and stuff like that on, on the boat. And then the storm hits your boat, and you end up stranded on an island. And basically, you have Tomb to Raider? you have to start yeah, you have to start uh, you know following the the uh, the clues and try to rescue all the people. So it puts you on this island that I've never seen before. So it must be uh, probably new for this content, and uh, sets you through several different quests to rescue all the different people. And then once you rescue all the people, it says, "Okay, now you're going back to Stormwind." And Stormwind is the main alliance uh, uh capital city for the humans in the main storyline so i thought okay and by this time i got to like level 10 and like right at level 10 i'd rescued everybody so it was kind of calculated so i thought okay well i guess it's probably just going to throw us back into stormwind and we're going to start as if we were a level 10 player playing the the original game but nope <laughs> they sent us <laughs> off to some other new area I'd never seen before. Whoa. And, and we're doing new quests. And now I'm up to like level 15 or something. And, wow. uh, and it's, it's pretty good. It, it steps you through all the, what you need to know to, to learn how to play. And I think it's going to, you know, whet your appetite just enough. So that by the time you hit level 20 and a little pop-up pops up, that says, put in your credit card information here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's start that subscription, buddy. You're not going to get anything else for free. Um, I think at that point, you know, you're going to know whether or not you want to play the game. Right. Now I'm, I'm wondering, see, before there was, there's, there's two factions, right? There's the, the Alliance and there's the Horde, basically uh-huh. the humans and the orcs type thing. And within each of those factions, there was like, I don't know, half a dozen races 
And of those races, you have, you know, a dozen different professions you can do, whether you want to be a, a mage or a, a druid or a, a fighter, you know, that kind of stuff. And part of the fun was, you know, back several years ago when I was doing the, the level one through 20 thing is you could start each one of those combinations and start a, a human fighter or yeah. you could start an, an orc druid or, you know, that kind of stuff. And you could play through the first 20 levels and they're completely different play styles. Mm -hmm. You know, the skills, the combat, all that is completely different for all of them. And you could experience even within each faction, there was basically three starting cities. Um, so you could experience, you know, six different starting cities, quest levels all the way up to level 20 on each of those six different starting cities and, and play through, you know, for years to get what a couple dozen different characters up to level 20. Uh -huh. And I think now, um, that that's, that's stopped. Oh, <laughs> that is. Well, I'm guessing. Oh, um, I don't know. If, I would do that too. <laughs> I, I'll have to start up a, uh, a horde to see if the, the horde storyline is different or if it's just skinned over to be, you know, some, uh -huh. some orcish, um, you know, captain on the boat that's going to rescue <laughs> his or his or her son. Um, to see if, if, if that's the reason why they went with a storyline like that to, to get people like me to actually pony up the, the money per month to play the game instead of playing for free for 20 levels at a time. But uh, yeah. either way, it's, it's been a pretty good experience. And, uh, and by the time I get to level 20, I'll, I'll know whether I want to continue on or not. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a fun time. They, they put out, I'd like to see, one of the things that you do do you can do if you do subscribe is play WoW Classic. I think I told you about that, which is the original, like when it first launched, um, which is very different than what it is now. Oh. Um, I would be interested in seeing that because I know for a fact that the the graphics of what I'm looking at now they're they're absolutely gorgeous. And if if we went back to 2004 graphics and looked at some of the character models they would look pretty janky. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so kudos to them for keeping, keeping that updated. I know that takes a lot of resources to, to update a game of that size with all those different player models and stuff, but wow, always a, always a fun MMORPG and a good, good one to pick up every now and then. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's about it. Another, uh, episode here. Sorry for not having a, a real, uh, topic this week, but we had busy weeks each each of us, so I thought we'd just get you an update on what's going on here, and then next week we'll be back with a real topic of anime, and that's that's a huge topic. So we're just going to scratch the surface first by uh, giving each other some homework, and we'll come back and talk about those shows. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So thank you as always for listening to our podcast. Be sure to check out the website www familygeekery.com check out our youtube channel subscribe to us wherever you can subscribe to a podcast and until next time peace, peace out. out wait 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 and we're gonna get danny in here oh let's get danny for sure we're gonna we're gonna knock this mother out right here right now okay, okay. three two one peace, peace out, out and geek, geek out. out nice how do turn this thing off there it is. Wait, did you actually get 400 emails? <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.